Praise his name forever. Praise his name forever. Oh, God is good. God is good. You, uh, please, you may be seated. No. Oh, God is good. Oh, we're rejoicing you, Lord. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Now, the birth of Jesus Christ was prophesied by uh, the prophet Isaiah 700 years before he manifested on this earth, before he was born. 700 years, but that wasn't the very first prophecy about Jesus Christ coming to this earth and taking back the rulership of this world from Satan, and that was in the garden. God himself prophesied that there's one coming, amen, Amen. and praise God, we recognize that he was here and he's coming back, isn't that right? Yes, glory to God, and what was really strange about this is that He was prophesied that he was coming back as a child. And that threw a lot of people off because they were expecting this conquering king to come and just put down all of the enemies of God and Israel's enemies. But he came as a child. And that's why people didn't recognize him. And we're going to start reading in Isaiah chapter 9. And it's going to start off in verse 6. It says, unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, and the government will be on his shoulders, 
And he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Of the greatness of his government and peace, there will be no end. And he will reign on David's throne and over his kingdom. He will establish and uphold justice and righteousness from the time now and on forever and ever. And the zeal of the Lord, the God Almighty, will accomplish this. Praise God. 700 years before Christ was born in that wonderful manger. Now the story of Jesus begins this way. An angel of the Lord, his name was Gabriel, appeared to this virgin named Mary. And we're going to read about that in Luke chapter 1. Luke chapter 1, starting in verse 26. In the sixth month of Elizabeth's pregnancy, God sent an angel, Gabriel, to Nazareth, a village in Galilee, to a virgin named Mary. She was engaged to be married to a man named Joseph a descendant of King David. Gabriel appeared to her and said, Greetings, favored woman. The Lord is with you. Confused and disturbed, Mary tried to think of what the angel could mean. Don't be afraid, Mary, the angel told her, for you have found favor with God, and you will conceive and give birth to a son, and you will name him Jesus, and he will be very great and will be called the Son of the Most High. The Lord God will give him the throne of his ancestor David, and he will reign over Israel forever, and his kingdom will have no end. Mary asked the angel, how can this be? I'm a virgin. And the angel replied, the Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. So the baby will be born, he will be holy, and he will be called the Son of God. What's more, your relative Elizabeth has become pregnant in her old age. People used to say that she was barren, but she has conceived a son and is now in her sixth month. For with God, nothing is ever impossible, and no word from God shall be without power or impossibility of fulfillment. Then Mary said, Behold, I'm the handmaid of the Lord. Let it be done to me according to your word. And the angel left her. Good evening. Merry Christmas. And so the birth of Jesus the Messiah continues from the Gospel of Matthew, chapter 1. This describes how the birth of Jesus came about. This is how Jesus the Messiah was born. His mother Mary was engaged to be married to Joseph, but before the marriage took place, while she was still a virgin, she became pregnant through the power of the Holy Spirit. Joseph, to whom she was engaged, was a righteous man and did not want to disgrace her publicly, so he decided to break the engagement quietly and divorce her. And so as he considered this, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream. Joseph, son of David, the angel said, Do not be afraid to take Mary as your wife, for the child within her was conceived by the Holy Spirit, and she will have a son, and you are to name him Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. And all of this occurred to fulfill the Lord's message through his prophet. Look, the virgin will conceive a child, and she will give birth to a son, and they will call him Emmanuel, which means God with us. When Joseph woke up, he did as the angel commanded and took Mary as his wife, but he knew her not until her son was born, and Joseph named him Jesus. Okay, would you all please stand, and we're going to sing, He Shall Reign. All creation groans for 
Yes, he shall reign forevermore. Yes. A good night to celebrate it. You could go ahead and be seated. So Mary and Joseph, they had, tra- they had to travel to Bethlehem. It was a 90-mile journey. Not something that you would think would be uh, exactly what you want to do with your spouse whenever they're nine months pregnant. <laughs> right? It would likely have taken an entire week to travel to get there. But you know what? It was what God wanted. And so it says in Luke 2, 1 through 7, it says, At that time, the Roman emperor Augustus decreed that a census should be taken throughout the Roman Empire. And this was the first census taken when Quirinius was a governor of Syria. All returned to their own ancestral towns to register for the census. And because Joseph was a descendant of King David, he had to go to Bethlehem in Judea, David's ancient home. He traveled there from the village of Nazareth in Galilee. He took with him his wife, Mary, to whom he was engaged, now expecting a child. And while they were there, the time came for the baby to be born. And she gave birth to her firstborn son. She wrapped him snugly in strips of cloth and laid him in a manger, because there was no lodging available for them at the end. And that night, There were shepherds in the field nearby, guarding their flocks of sheep. Suddenly an angel appeared to them, and the radiance of God's glory surrounded them, and they were terrified. But the angel reassured them, do not be afraid, he said. I bring you good news that will bring great joy to all people. The Savior, yes, the Messiah, the Lord has been born today in Bethlehem, the city of David. And you will recognize him by this sign. You will find a baby wrapped snugly in strips of cloth lying in a manger. And suddenly the angel was joined by a vast host of others, the armies of heaven, praising God, saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven, and peace on earth to whom God is pleased. When the angels had returned to heaven, the shepherds said to each other, Let's go to Bethlehem. Let's see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has just told us about. Then they hurried to the village, and they found Mary and Joseph. And there was the baby lying in the manger. After seeing him, the shepherds told everyone what had happened and what the angel said to them about this child. And all who heard the shepherd's story were astonished. But Mary kept all these things in her heart and thought about them often. The shepherds went back to their flocks, glorifying and praising God for all that they had heard and seen, just as the angel had told them. And here tonight, we want to worship that Prince of Heaven. So if you could rise with me for our next song. Shut 
Prince of Heaven, the hope of the world. You can have a seat as we continue reading the beautiful story of Jesus' birth. Uh, we're going to look at Matthew 2, 1 through 12. Jesus was born in Bethlehem in Judah during the reign of King Herod. About that time, some wise men from eastern lands arrived in Jerusalem asking, Where is this newborn king of the Jews? We saw his star as it rose, and we have come to worship him. King Herod was deeply disturbed when he heard this, as was everyone in Jerusalem. He called a meeting of the leading priests and teachers of religious law and asked, Where is the Messiah supposed to be born? In Bethlehem in Judah, they said, for this is what the prophet wrote. And you, O Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, are not least among the ruling cities of Judah, for a ruler will come from you who will be the shepherd for my people Israel. Then Herod called for a private meeting with the wise men, and he learned from them the time when the star first appeared. Then he told them, Go to Bethlehem and search carefully for the child, and when you find him, come back and tell me so that I can go and worship him too. After this interview, the wise men went their way, and the star they had seen in the east guided them to Bethlehem. It went ahead of them and stopped over the place where the child was. When they saw the star, they were filled with joy. They entered the house and saw the child with his mother Mary, and they bowed down and worshipped him. Then they opened their treasure chest and gave him gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. And when it was time to leave, they returned to their own country by another route. For God had warned them in a dream not to return to Herod. You can stand again, and we're going to sing another song. It came upon a midnight clear, that glorious song of old. From angels bending near the earth to touch their hearts of Jesus. Yes. 
says that Jesus is the word made flesh, that Jesus is the word of God. And God created and put in motion the vast universe that we see around us, billions of galaxies filled with a massive amount of stars that no man can count, all created by the power of his word. 
And this same word of God is the baby born in a manger that became flesh. Why did he do it? To bring life and salvation to the lost, to a dark and fallen world, to bring light and hope and eternal life to those who would receive him. John 1.1 says this, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. And he was with God in the beginning, and through him all things were made. Without him nothing was made that has been made. In him was life, and that life is the light of all mankind. The light shines in the darkness, but the darkness has never overcome it. Now, there was a man sent from God whose name was John. He came as a witness to testify concerning the light so that through him all might believe. He himself was not the light. He came only as a witness to the light. The true light that gives light to everyone was coming into the world. He was in the world, and though the world was made through him, The world didn't recognize him. He came to that which was his own and all that he created, but his own didn't receive him. Yet to all who did receive him, to those who would believe in his name, he gave the right to become children of God. Children born not of natural descent and not of human decision or a husband's will, but born of God. The Word became flesh and made His dwelling among us. We've seen His glory, the glory of the one and only Son, who came from the Father, full of grace and full of truth. Let's stand and sing, O Holy Night. O Holy Night, the stars are brightly shining.
divine. We worship you, Lord. We worship you. Jesus said this, and you may be seated. Jesus said this in John chapter 8, verse 12. He, Jesus says, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will never walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. There's some candles placed under your chairs. And I want you to pick that up. And the Bible says that uh, the spirit of man is the candle of the Lord. And we look at that wick in there. Let me get mine. Take a look at that wick. Let's say this wick represents uh, your spirit inside of you. Some of you are like this candle, unlit, darkened, with no eternal life inside. But the good news is that when a person believes in Jesus Christ as their Savior, as their Lord, and repents of their sin and asks for forgiveness of their sin, there's a miraculous thing that occurs. That spirit within you gets born again. The spirit of the living God comes and recreates the real you, the spirit. You're recreated by the power of God himself. His very nature is dropped inside of you. Old things pass away, all things become new. This is the miraculous life that Jesus gives to us. <laughs> the light of God comes to recreate what is hurting inside. God gives you this new nature. And like Jesus says, he who believes in him will never walk in darkness, but have the light of eternal life. <laughs> If you're here tonight and you want the candle of your heart lit, all you have to do is to recognize your spiritual condition. I mean, God is asking you to judge yourself. How's your life going? How's it been playing out? Am I walking in the light of the world? Am I truly walking in light or am I still walking in darkness? Do I continue? butt my head up against darkness Jesus is here tonight to give you an opportunity to change that darkness into light Amen. and it's simply you yielding to him recognizing your spiritual condition asking him to forgive you of your sins telling him that you want him to be the Lord of your life because the truth is he is life you don't add Jesus to your life. You submit to him because he's king of kings and lord of lords. And he's going to come back and he's going to judge the living and the dead. And if you receive him tonight, that sentence is removed off of you. That condemnation that you've been walking around in is removed. You become a child of the living God. It's the miracle of all miracles. And if that's you tonight, and you're tired of walking in darkness, and you want the true light to come in and recreate you, I want to lead you in a prayer. And I'd like everybody to say this out loud. Heavenly Father, Heavenly Father I come to you. In the name of Jesus Christ, the one we've glorified tonight, the one of all heaven rejoices and loves. We want to share that joy. We want to share that love. 
Jesus, I believe that you are the Son of God. I believe you went to that cross. I believe you shed your blood for the forgiveness of my sin. I believe you were buried. You died and you were buried. Three days in a tomb. You were paying the price for my sin. On that third day, you rose again from the dead. I believe that you are the Savior of the world. I believe that you are my personal Savior. I receive you fully and completely. Today, I declare Jesus Christ is the Lord of my life. Help me to live for you all the days of my life. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Glory to God. Now what we're going to do is, Pastor Mamie, let's all stand up. I would like the ushers to come up and... uh, There we go. I got it figured out. And go to the edge of the rows. And then light the one candle at the end. And then you, in turn, light the candle next to you. And then when everybody's candle is lit, what we'll do? We'll worship God Almighty in singing Silent Night. Glory to God. Glory to God. Let's give God glory here tonight. Amen. Radiant beams from thy holy 
Jesus, God. We love you, Lord. We magnify you. Jesus said this. He said, don't hide your light under a basket. Let your light shine so that all men can see it. All men can see it. If you said that prayer tonight and you meant it with all your heart, you need to tell somebody what you did tonight. What that does is solidify your decision. It'll make a difference in your life. Jesus said this, if you're ashamed of me before men, I'll be ashamed of you before my Father in heaven. We don't want that to happen. Tell somebody here tonight what you've done, the decision you made. We will rejoice with you because we all did that one time. We all came to a place where we recognized that we have sinned against God and we needed a Savior. So let your light shine. What a great time to allow someone to see your light this Christmas season. Amen. Now we can blow out this candle. And as we do, I want to say Merry Christmas on behalf of the family of Community Life Church. We love you and we expect you to be filled with the Holy Ghost and walk in His love all the days of your life. Hallelujah. Praise God. Merry Christmas, everybody. Yeah.